Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. Hua! Hua! Lady! Is there still it was that like place? what it's called? Scent of a lady? Scent of a woman. Mm, mm. Even better. But a lady never tells. Uh, mm. What? Her smell is. Yeah, what her it's smell It's like is. one of those uh, designer dupe fragrances that were so popular. Yeah. Scent of a lady. A smell alike. Is there still that place on Main Street called Scent of a Sandwich? I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen it. Damn, it's beautiful. Speaking of beautiful. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? I can't believe this is the first time that I'm having uh, this guest on the... We're having this guest on the podcast because he has been doing comedy, well, officially probably longer than I have because I don't do it anymore. <laughs> He's a wonderful comedian. It's Colin Sharp. Hi, friends. Hi. Hello. I like to, hi. I'd like to interrupt both of you, so <laughs> get used to that. It's the name of the game. It's a podcast, baby. Colin, are you a big Al Pacino fan? Uh, I I would say so. Yeah. Okay. I Top 10 Al Pacino films let's go <laughs> yeah let, yeah let's see if you're top really a 25 fan. no top 25 <laughs> you don't have to do this this is torture sorry <laughs> top like any al pacino film dog day afternoon i think is pretty great dog day taxi, is taxi great. driver uh you're that, too god he's not in that <laughs> you're thinking of robert de niro <laughs> <laughs> mm. Apoc- apocalypse now yeah, if we can just name, uh, let's do top movies that Al Pacino isn't in. Uh, sure. I think that'll be, that Little sounds like Mermaid. it'll be a good list. Legally Blonde, mm-hmm. Titanic, Bottle Rocket, Elf, <laughs> and Alf. Um, <laughs> they should make a movie of Elf. Like I a think that the show's coming back. Or did I have movie? a very extended dream about that? Not, mm. and it's not true at all. Either way, we're lucky. I'd be more surprised if it wasn't coming back. At yeah. this point, right? Yeah. yeah, it's an IP that can milk it for <laughs> any last drop of elf juice that's left. So, like, mm, let's do elf it. Juice. Green light, baby. Yeah, I've probably seen too many Al Pacino movies. He shot a movie in Vancouver called Eighty Eight Minutes. Did either of you see that? Oh, it sounds really familiar. That. It's about Eminem, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I wish it was. No, it's not even that good. I think it has Lily Sobieski in it as well, and it's like. Uh, I think it's one of those movies that's set in real time. Like the movie itself is 88 minutes and it's like, he's a guy who's got to get across town to, you know, it's like a thriller sort of mystery thing, but yes, to get his passport. But the fact that it's only 88 minutes, I know that's a a selling point for me though. I'm just like, I'm in and out. (laughs) I was like scrolling the other day. It was Jay's birthday this week. Happy birthday, Jay belated. Oh, whoa. Happy birthday, Jay. I knew I was forgetting something. Happy birthday, Jay. Um, and we were like, what should we do? Uh, what do we, what should we watch? And I think we watched something that we wanted to. And then we're like, well, we still could watch another thing. So I was like looking through all the streaming sites and doing that thing where I'm like, oh no, I'm just scrolling for longer than it would have been to watch a movie. And then, so I went like Crave. There's lots of great TV shows on Crave, but you don't necessarily go there for the movies. Yeah. I'll tell you what you can watch on Crave. Oh, what? what? Scent of a Woman. Oh, I'm going to shred my throat by the end of this episode. I can already tell. Um, but I think I scrolled to the bottom of Crave and I found since the last time I looked on there, they, they have put on more movies. And like I knew I was going to find something because I was seeing a lot of stuff that I like, but I had just already seen. And there was a heading that was 90 minutes or less. And I was like, oh. I knew that's exactly where this was going. <laughs> when I first saw that category show up on Crave, I was like, thank you. Yeah. This is lovely. You get me. Yeah. I'm just tired of over, like having to overcommit to watch 
anything. Yeah. I'm like, TV shows are great. But I'm also like, ah, I'm not going to sign up for 10 hours of this. Yeah. And you can like when you can stop in like 20 or 40 minute increments, it's it feels OK if, if it's a TV show. Because, yeah, like you're going to highly recommend then Netflix new program, Young, Rich and African. Oh, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> it's, oh. a new, it's a new reality show. There's only six episodes. I watched them all in two days. Oh, wow. And uh, very compelling characters. Real life people. And what role does Al Pacino play in this? Yeah. He is um, the rich lady (laughs) sent. There's three characters. There's a rich one, a young one, and an African one. And Al Pacino's the rich one. A scent and an of and a woman. Um, He's kind of not, he's off screen, but you can tell you can, they can smell. You know, he's like, yeah. They're always (laughs) like, like, what's that smell? And then yeah, it's small. There's a really quiet hula. They they only brought Pacino in to do ADR after they finished filming. <laughs> just to punch it up, just a little, you know, little, you know, when you can't see anyone's lips moving, then someone says something really funny. That's Al Pacino usually. Yeah. Hold on. I just want I now want there to be whether it's a film that he's the narrator or a documentary. I just want narration from Al Pacino. That yeah. is something that's, a, you know, hey, like we can't give all of those roles to Morgan Freeman. That's eventually. True. Yeah. Eventually you got to make a bad one and <laughs> yeah, get goofy Al Pacino voice. Al what Pacino. do you think he, it, he would be best suited for? Like a documentary about like landfills. Pro landfills. No, he'd be like, what are we doing filling up these streets with so much garbage? <laughs> like it would just be like. <laughs> He'd be, it would be really intense, I think. I don't know. Like, I want to see him do a documentary about animals, but it's not like rare animals or anything like right, that. Okay. It's just like, hey, this is the Al Pacino narrated documentary about the common pigeon. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Like yeah. a, a how-to with Gritty. John Wilson narrated by Al Pacino. <laughs> I like it. I think it would also be funny if he just pointed out animals. Yeah. Like, in case you're wondering, like, what one is. Like, sort of That's a cow. For aliens that just got here or something. Another cow. But he's not even, like, that good at it. He's just like, that's a bird. And it is, but it's, like, it's more than a bird. It's an easily identifiable bird, like the pigeon you mentioned. Yeah. I really couldn't say identifiable. 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 Okay, so I need, I just need to wrap up this story. I'm sorry. I inadvertently led us down the path of a Jessica's Movie Corner right off the top, which we is illegal. every second of it. It's illegal, but I need to tell you, because I didn't find something in 90 minutes or less on Crave that was, you know, right for the moment. But mm-hmm. I did scroll down to the next grouping of films which was i think it was like women's voices or like (laughs) so it's women women filmmakers and i i found something that i'm pretty sure we're jay and i have are probably the only people we know who have seen this movie it's a little movie called campus code uh it's from 2015 Mm. It was directed by a little bit of Hollywood royalty by the name of Kathy Scorsese. That's right. (laughs) Directed by Martin Scorsese's daughter. It is under 90 minutes. So I was surprised it wasn't also in the Mm. 90 minutes or less section. I can't even describe it. I don't think she is going to make any more movies. I'll just say that. I think maybe the directing gene skips a generation in the Scorsese family. It was also directed by her and another person. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. 
it's like a teen college thing, but they really try and like, you can tell she's trying to honor her father by like, there's a full on song that plays before any dialogue happens. Mm. But you're like, what is it's, it's only 90 like, minutes. You can't waste that kind of time. There's a giant one shot tracking shot as they walk into the, the dorm for the first they time. Try, she tries <laughs> to do shots like that where the camera just like swivels for in one spot, but it, she set it up in really uninteresting spots. So it's just panning to this bush that like has nothing to do with the story. But there are two important cameos in the movie, which are Ray Liotta and Martin Scorsese himself. So I think everyone, if you have the ability to watch the movie Campus Code, treat yourself it is so so confusing okay i'll say one more thing Mm -hmm. one of the lead actors in it his name is jesse mccartney i think is his name oh that sounds familiar he was like a pop star like a teen pop star in the early 2000s there's a scene where he's dangling out of a window and he has to climb back up into the window and i guess his pants were slipping uh, maybe in the shot they couldn't do another take or crop it in a way to, I guess his underwear was showing or maybe his butt crack. And so they did a thing where they, it's like in Photoshop, it looks like, cause it does, I think they maybe used iMovie to edit it cause it's not even well done, but it looks like they used the clone tool and did like a little <laughs> cloud of his jeans over top of the, Oh wow. And it, cause it's not moving. It's a static artifact but he's moving, so it just sort of like floats up with him in this very bizarre... It's, I can't believe it's a movie that was released on any streaming site. Just treat yourself, everyone. Campus code. Today I was annoyed by rich kids for a little while. Um, I was annoyed a little bit at Grimes today, um, again, which is a common... You know, anytime I read something about her, I'm just like, oof, please, like, stop being in the public eye. And then I saw Madonna's daughter in an ad for something. And I was just thinking about how quickly, like the ascent is to fame for, you know, children of very famous people. People love a a dynasty. They really do. I don't get it. I was thinking of Francis Ford Coppola or Coppola and his daughter, Sophia. And I think she's done some great film work. And I had this like weird moment where I was imagining that Scorsese and Coppola were like having a glass of wine together. And like he encourages Scorsese to let his daughter make a film. And um, then I just stopped thinking about anything about except for how I'm irrationally upset at, at wealthy people a lot of, a lot of the time. Just nepotism in general. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, what does it matter if she didn't make a good movie? I wouldn't make a good movie. But it wouldn't try. Uh, we can just edit all of that out. You wouldn't be given the opportunity is the thing, because it costs, even a bad movie costs tens of thousands of dollars, which... At the very least, right? Yeah. yeah. And how much do you think that, like, little um, butt coverage cloud cost? Not enough. Digi- digital denim's not cheap. You gotta... Yeah. Eat. Right, okay. Yeah. You, it's digital, you gotta mint it on the blockchain first. Yeah. Then, it's bad for the yeah. environment. It's like, mm. I... I mean, I did take some courses in like film editing way back in the day. But I would say I'm generally self-taught. I've made a few music videos. I'm not at all know what I'm doing. I definitely like just, you know, make up shit as I'm going. But I think I maybe could have made a better movie. Like I don't. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I'm still a very humble person. And like 
It was enjoyable. I mean, I don't know exactly how the shot was framed, but like my first instinct, I'm just like, could you not have just like cropped it a they, little? That was my, like, yeah. And it's <laughs> right on the edge too. I'm like, we didn't need butt, to see the let butt. Let the butt be off screen. Yeah. Just like, just like Pacino's voice. Yeah. Get it off screen. Just uh-huh. a subtle little hua. And there's a few, there's a few things where it, like, it's obvious that they've cropped things from other shots and edited them in and for no like, apparent reason. Feet? <laughs> yeah. For like the feet people? That's the Tarantino cut. He's like, could use a bit more feet. I didn't know that about Tarantino until very recently. Really? Yeah, I didn't have much interest in him after, I guess, Pulp Fiction. Like, I thought I really enjoyed Pulp Fiction. And I think I've probably seen most of his movies. But I'm not, yeah, I hadn't really read anything about him or his his work, despite consuming it. And never really considered the foot aspect until it was pointed out. And then it was very, yeah, it was a lot. Even in Pulp Fiction, there's like a lot of shots that follow the feet. Yeah. I feel like I watched, like, most of the Tarantino that I've watched, I watched, like, when I was, like, aside from a few of the new movies, I watched it early on, because, you know, like, you knew about it, like, uh, you know, watch Pulp Fiction in, in high school, and Reservoir Dogs, and all that, and then the ones that came out as I was, like, in my 20s and stuff were ones where feet did not play a big role, you know, like, uh, like The Hateful Eight, and oh, things yeah. like that, right? And it's like... So I'm like you, Alicia. I hadn't heard about this foot thing for Tarantino until uh, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, right. With the feet up on the dashboard nonstop. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, you know, they were a big part of Kill Bill, too. And I'm like, I was right. 13. I. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I, didn't yeah. I wasn't picking up on director's fetishes at the age of 13. I mean, yeah. I guess it's good that it doesn't have to be read that way but it is the sort of thing that like once you know you can't sort of ignore right you can't unsee it yeah it sounded like a charity when you said foots for tarantino <laughs> please send us your feet <laughs> we do a barefoot walk for him to raise money so he can look you at more send feet in your foot pics and uh you know we get a new movie he was supposed to make a star trek what happened with that mm. anyway This has been Jessica's Movie Corner. Thank you if anyone is still listening. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but please watch Canvas Code, please. Let's get it trending. (laughs) Yeah, went to 2015, right? 2015, yeah. It would be so great if it became popular now, like after she's redevoted her life to a different pursuit. Yeah, there were multiple lawsuits regarding that movie too. Apparently it was like originally like a web series. Oh, did they lift it from someone? No, I don't know. Like, I I think it was originally supposed to be on a website that you viewed it, which makes a bit more sense plot wise because it's really like all over the place. But anyway, I say we're done talking about it. And then I, we're I, never going to come up at least. Draw me right back in. Just when I thought I was out there, pull me back in. Thank you. It's all about it's all about Pachin. Mm. Okay, this podcast, we got to get down to the business of it. We have to get to it, then get over it, and then segment, and then papo. Yeah, that's okay. truly the end goal for Alicia, everyone. table of contents, Tobin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a plan, because I don't yeah. have any plans. I don't have any... I have a to-do list, but it never... Gets to done. It gets longer. It never gets shorter. I don't understand. Mm, like my dick. Uh, um, oh, uh, you should see a doctor for that. <laughs> you want to introduce the next part? Sure. Yeah. The name 
of the game is Retail Nightmares. We tell stories from jobs that we've worked at, stories from interactions we've had where we're the customer. We have not just retail nightmares, we have retail dreams. We've got retail experiences. We've got retail mysteries, retail fantasies. At this point, it's really just like a big, it's a big uh, bag of soup. It's a bag of soup. Yeah, it's vegetable soup. soup. It's a loose bag of minestrone. Yeah, oh, my least favorite. Just like you know, when you bring a bring a goldfish home from a carnival, it's yeah. that, but soup. Soup, yeah, <laughs> perfectly describes it. And that's if you win the the big prize, you get to choose between goldfish or loose soup. Loose soup, and only one of those things can you uh, eat. You can eat goldfish. I saw it happen in Euphoria, and a fish called Wanda. Oh yeah, um, that's right. I'm talking about movies again. I'm so sorry. We both have ADHD. Yeah, can you tell? Uh, Colin, as our guest, would you like to start us off with a retail nightmare? Yeah, well, I was even, like, I think most of my experiences have been good lately. That's oh, that's uh, great. We love that. I think, that. like, a big part of it is just, like, I mean, especially over the last few years, just, like, my venture into any retail environment is just, like, it is a, it is focused and it is short. I am not just browsing around, breathing other humans' air. That's mm-hmm. not part of my goal of the last two years, That's but uh, I've been getting like a little bit more into uh, other things. It's mostly like at the, you know, core spots I go. So there's like a, there's a butcher near me and this was a delightful experience for some of you. <laughs> yes. For, for <laughs> if, if you are someone uh, that partakes uh, in the eating of meat, but I was there and uh, I was getting, uh, I was just getting a chicken and I, I said, Hey, how about that one? And, <laughs> The butcher grabs it, uh, the guy working behind the counter, and he just starts laughing. <laughs> and I w- I'm like, what is going on here? And he's holding it up. He's like, it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest chicken I've ever seen. <laughs> and he was just so thrilled about it. Uh-huh. And then, like, goes to, like, you know, weigh it on the thing to ring me up and stuff. And, like, just, like, 10 seconds goes by. He's quiet. And then he just starts laughing again. Like he can't handle just the size of this chicken. <laughs> How big was it? Was it like, was it big to you? Uh, yeah, it was like a small turkey. It was, okay. uh, I yeah. don't know how familiar you are with uh, average weights of chicken. Usually a chicken's like three and a half pounds. And this was like six and a half pounds. Whoa. Shit. It's a huge chicken. And did you know when you pointed it out that it was the biggest chicken? Or did like in the it, context it look kind of like normal size until he had it out? It looked a little bigger. <laughs> sure. I'm like, I like leftovers. Like, let's do this. Yeah. But I, I did not anticipate it would be something that literally made a professional person that does this every day like uncontrollably start laughing. I love that. You made his day. It's almost like he didn't work there. Yeah, it's like he's been in the shop with this bird like longer than you have. Like he didn't notice it. One would think, yeah. right? I mean, like, yeah, there's multiple people working there, but like still, like I was in there at the end of the day, you know. It yeah. didn't just appear right before no, you. Someone arrived. someone stocked that, you know. Yeah. Was it really expensive because it was so big? Uh, like, I mean, a little bit more expensive, yeah, because okay. uh, it is like, you know... He doesn't want to tell us, he doesn't want to He doesn't want to make us feel, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it, like, $30? Yeah, it was, like, 30 bucks. 
Yeah. That I've seems never like bought actually a chicken, not bad. So I have no, I, like you could tell me it was $60 and I would have been like, great deal. I don't know. <laughs> like I've, <laughs> I've never bought a chicken. I don't know. I never know like how large meat is. <laughs> I'm giggling because I've got problems. Um, <laughs> until I get it home and like see it like unwrapped because in the store it's all in, I don't understand weights or prices. Oh, I just yeah. have a limit I'm willing to pay for something that day. And sometimes I'll get home a chicken and it's so small. It's just bones and like two wings. And it's like not enough to feed me and the dog. I should say one chicken should only ever have two wings. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like those expecting. two little like sad, pokey, pokey wings, you know. Just like once a chicken gets big enough, it just has to grow additional wings yeah. in order yeah. to keep flying. It's, yeah, probably. To fill it out or it just looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a proportions thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they sprout legs. Um, so yeah, I've that's happened to me where also one of the reasons why I don't go to the butcher at like Whole Foods is that I don't understand how much something is going to cost until it's uh, it's been weighed. It's been wrapped up for me. It's a $40 steak. I didn't know. I just pointed at the one and it got really shy because all the butchers are really cute. <laughs> and <laughs> then I just go pay for it and then I get it home. And I'm like, well, of course, this is like a steak for a family. <laughs> you needed like a third of this, but you don't know how to ask for that. So <laughs> enjoy the next three meals of steak. Eh, there could be worse problems. It's always nice when people are jolly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say that the butcher was going to be like, this is a prank chicken or like my <laughs> my coworkers are playing a joke like this chicken. I thought it was going to be some sort of like tainted bird, but I'm glad it was just that it was mm. big. That's my favorite song. Tainted bird. Yeah. <laughs> That's Beautiful. a good song. Yeah. I've I've barely had any retail interactions, let alone dreams lately. I did get my free COVID test kit the other day, though. That was a real retail dream. How does it work? Do you just go and show your ID? You just go yeah. and they ask you what your birthday is. I just went to the pharmacy that's a block away from me that I go to all the time. So I was on file. And because I took Jay's ID, I was able to pick up his kit, too. So that's great. Yeah, that was great. And each kit has five tests in it. And then I think you can get a new kit every month. Yeah, I picked up mine, too. Nice. It was just it was so transactional like yeah clearly like because i was there like i saw that it got announced that like hey people like 30 plus can do it now and i'm like good i'm finally old enough yeah. um and uh yes yeah, just like you like just went into a little pharmacy around the corner from my place and just like handed over my id like hey there's my personal health number on the back and then the person literally said no words to me yeah like it oh, was okay. the woman working there just like put her hand away from where I couldn't see it and then like slammed down a box. And then I was like, oh, could I also pick up like my partners? And she was just like, do you have his ID? And then like did the same thing. And I was <laughs> like, you must have done this hundreds of times in the past week or so. And I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, there must have been so much extra labor for un like an unpaid for pharmacy workers. Oh, for sure. Like, on top of regular I stuff. I also liked that. Like, I just went, it was a pharmacave just around mm -hmm. the corner from me, which I don't know if this is accurate. It always feels like pharmacave isn't trying as hard as shoppers. They're, um, uh, you know, they're franchises and there's like a lot of weird rules. Mm -hmm. And like I go in and behind everything, all the COVID, tisks, uh, COVID uh, testing kits <laughs> are just COVID tits. 
My bad. <laughs> COVID testing kits. Perfect. <laughs> COVID tits. Oh man, if that's if if that was how it was spread. Um no. <laughs> Sign me up. So they just had them like it was like an open, it basically looked like an Amazon cardboard box, like on the counter. Wow. Just cut open, like you could see packing tape, and she's just like reaching into that box, like, all right, let's just move this along. This is, this might as well be the back of the house, <laughs> just unloading them <laughs> onto everybody. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's been a while, so I think at this point, no one's like, uh, <laughs> clamoring to you know remember back in December when everyone was paying like $200 to get a test just so they could be like am I going to give this to my family if I see them yeah but now it's just like oh we all have them now I guess and like the day that I got mine which was yesterday day before it was then announced like three hours later that everyone 18 and older can get their kit so I was like yay like I don't have to feel like a jerk for having my like 30 plus privilege <laughs> but it's it's nice I can probe my nose in the comfort of my own home as mm -hmm. as long and deep as I want feels weird feels really weird I would rather have someone else do it I think yeah oh, I yeah. found it difficult to do them I've only done one no I've done two on myself one for travel returning from travel and then one for a rapid test for a work event. And yeah, it's kind of hard to know if you're doing it right. Yeah. I've only gone and like, I got a uh, test just once so okay. far. So I've only had one time like at, you know, at the drive through. Same. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, man, if I hadn't at least had that, like, yeah, I, I'll give myself one of these, you know, self tests at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but if I hadn't had that, I don't think I would have any sense at all of like how far is too far. Like I've yeah. just spent my whole life like, hey, you know what you were supposed you thought you were supposed to do with Q-tips? You're not supposed to do that with Q-tips. Yeah, oh, but it feels so good. But, oh, boy. <laughs> it's not the same in the nose. I don't know. No. I like on the self one, you're supposed to do it on both sides. So at least I like that better than just going like so deep on one. And then the other side's like, hey, what about me? Well, it just feels so different. It's like you, you have can, to OCD balance them out. Well, not in an OCD way. It's just all of a sudden you feel like you know what the back of your soft palate feels like on one side. But the other side is like. Untainted. I don't know. It feels like congested in, in, in comparison or something. I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. It reminds me of my friend who has OCD that would have to do it then on the other side to balance it out. Uh, so it would have the same. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's just an OCD thing. You got to feel no. even. You got to feel yeah. even. Yeah. yeah. You're right. But uh, if you want a cartoon style, like big sneeze, stick a thing <laughs> all the way deep <laughs> into your face. On both sides. And then, uh, the, yeah, the, like, the game is, can you get it out fast enough before you do the biggest sneeze of your life? Like, you just breathed in a big cloud of pepper. Oh, so it's a contest. I'm in. Yeah, it's fun. And then I'm there's out. a timer. Yeah. I just did one because I was like, let's see. And oh, you used one just to test it. Well, I went to a big show. Who will test the testers, as I was Exactly. I went yeah. to a show the week before Sparks. I went to go see Sparks, which was like hundreds of people and most of them were unmasked. And we heard from a friend who was also there that he heard of several people who got COVID from that. And even though I was not feeling any symptoms other than a sore throat, which is something else, I was like, well, let's see. And it was yeah. negative. So. 
Oh, okay. Huh. I thought maybe you were just like testing. So when you have to do it, you'll know how to do it. No, I mean, that was, I guess, part of it because it was the first one. But I was like, let's see if I also the night before I had gone to the Lido and my throat was sore. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is just from talking to people at a bar while music is playing, which I'm out of practice doing. And yeah, I, as far as I know, still no COVID. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. That's always the result you want. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's like a little um, feels a little bit like taking a home pregnancy test. Like there's mm. the waiting and like it's essentially, I guess, the same style of test with the lines. Yeah, I think it's like it's very similar and it costs about the same to produce. Well, those should be free, too. Yeah, everything should Government, be Government, you hear? Um, Do you have a retail? I have a, like a day-long experience that I'm just going to try and summarize quickly. Hua. I, I took a day trip to Victoria to get a tattoo last yes. week. The tattoo artist, their handle on Instagram is Bird Witch Tattoo. She is great. She used to live above Black Dog Video, which I did not know. So while I was getting my tattoo, like the definite highlight of the day was just finding out we had all these friends in common, wow. um, including past guest Marisa Chandler. Nice. Um, which was wonderful. Um, but getting there... I haven't done a lot of like leaving the city in the past couple of years for obvious reasons. And I really overplanned the morning to make sure I didn't miss this nine o'clock ferry, which <laughs> sucked. And that was just after the mask mandate dropped. So there was a lot of people taking like the mask thing as an option that surprised me um, on the train. And then the bus, everybody was masked because there's a sign that said masks are still mandatory. And that made me feel a lot better. And then when I got to the ferry... Uh, an hour early. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't plan. Like, I sort of was worried. It had been so long since I'd taken the ferry. And one of my friends said, like, you really have to be there a half an hour early. As, and I thought it was 15 minutes, but there was no bus that would get me a half an hour early. But there was one that would get me there, like, just under a half an hour early. So anyways, when I got on the ferry, maybe 20% of people were wearing masks. And I was not ready for that. I was not ready for... The ferries always, for people that haven't been on the ferry, probably all ferries are like this. Uh, it gets kind of like obnoxious and rambunctious on there easily, because, especially when it's a weekend because there's uh, university students heading home or people, it was spring break, so lots of kids. Teen sports teams yeah. uh, um, heading off to tournaments. Were, the white caps were on it. Oh, like the soccer. Like the professional team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. I'm yeah. just used to high schoolers that are just yeah. excited that their name's on the back of a shirt. All in uniform. Yeah. And everyone is fighting for white spot. Uh. <laughs> yes. And now you can place your order uh, while you're waiting and pick it up at a window. And it was breakfast. So I checked online, like, what was allergen friendly? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so I had to, like, kind of roll the dice with... Uh, scrambled eggs and hash browns. Potato business. I remember getting breakfast on the ferry once years ago, and I don't think this is what the menu says anymore, but there was like a few like standard items. It was like eggs and bacon, eggs and sausage, and then the third item was just meatless breakfast. Oh. I was like, I'm not going to order something based on what's not in it. Like, tell me. (laughs) like Meatless breakfast, what could have been in it? Like just toast and potatoes, orange juice. I don't know. You, you oh, I don't know. I did, did you juice. did you roast a tomato? Like, did you? Is there oh, I something hate that I hate a roasted toast. tomato? Yeah, like I'm not a fan of it either. And I wasn't going to order the meatless breakfast, but I just wanted to know. I think yeah. it probably meant like eggs and toast because they're really big on the ham and sausage and bacon in that line. Yeah, 
Yeah. I also like it. I think they gave me like five scrambled eggs. And it was very much like your chicken situation where I was like, oh, this is a normal amount of eggs. <laughs> and then I started eating them. I'm like, this is not normal amount of eggs. Yeah. So it was just weird. It was a big eye-opening experience for me to see like what life's like uh, after the mask mandate was dropped. There's lots of retail dreams, though. The bus drivers in Victoria or maybe angels that fell to the earth. Did you get to take a, a double decker? Sorry to interrupt. I took a double decker. and Nice. I, Took a double decker. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go upstairs. And it's like a $5 day pass for the bus in Victoria. You could just get on the bus as many times as you like. Brilliant. And I met up with Jade, past guest, and we were going to get lunch, but she works at the Empress and was running late from a meeting. And so we went to get smoothies because we thought that was fast, but it took 25 minutes for us to get our smoothies. Whoa. Because uh, the staff was overworked. And um, then I took the reverse way home. And I was able to stay outside on the ferry for most of the ride home, which was really nice. Nice. Um, yeah. And I accidentally chose a crispy Crunch bar from the vending machine. But it turned out that it had gluten in it. I was so sad. <laughs> I don't think I've ever owned a chocolate bar for that long. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a day. Wow. And you got a cool new tattoo. Yeah, a little tattoo of Hank. It's amazing. It's beautiful. That's so sweet. Very fluffy. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. So you had mentioned in a previous tattoo experience that, well, this is the first time I've been tattooed by a woman. Oh, really? Yeah. I think maybe my very first tattoo may have been by a woman, but I can't remember because it was like, I was 17 and really scared uh, that my mom was going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, but it was a really lovely experience and different. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm glad it was a positive experience overall. Oh. Except for all those ding-dongs. That's like the only time that I've taken a ferry was also in the uh, summer, like end of August. And it was the day after they had just dropped the mask mandate the first time. So I I can sympathize. I feel you. Right. It was real weird. Or they had just dropped some sort of mandate because there were still ferry employees going around telling people to put their masks on, but everyone was like taking them off. Yeah, I remember that time. This time there was an announcement that I didn't hear the first sailing, but on the way back, asking people to put their masks on and nobody did. For the love of God, people. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I feel like I'm really in a different phase of, you know, a neighbor of mine said like, our friends are starting to do things and we're not really ready. And one of the reasons she said she wasn't ready is that they're not willing to give up their downtime like they were two years ago. And none of my friends are really ready to do a lot of social stuff yet. Like across the board, I'd say that most of the people in my social circle and extended social circle are a little bit more on the cautious side. So it's not even really come up outside of having dinner or going to a show once in a while. Mm -hmm. But other people have really embraced it and were really like desperate to get get back to this like maskless phase. And it's clear. And that just kind of surprised me. I didn't realize like was such high numbers. Mm-hmm. It's always seemed weird to me this whole time of just like the mask has never felt like a disruptor to my life. Yeah. Like every other aspect of it. I'm like, sure. Like, hey, you can't see people, all that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the mask is just so you easy. You can't touch tits because yeah. COVID. COVID oh, tits. There goes my main pastime. Yeah. Glory hole's still okay, though. So I'm still approved. Living wild. But I think like one of the weirdest place i've seen people like complaining about the masks is that uh like i i head up snowboarding fairly often okay and to watch some like and it's usually some like you know some older guy 
you know, complaining about having to wear a mask while they're wearing a helmet. <laughs> and like full ski gear. Like. Full ski gear and be like, it's cold. Like four years ago, people wore masks on the ski hill. Like it's also, cold like, out. If you weren't wearing that, you would be wearing like a balaclava or a scarf over the lower half of your face. Exactly. Well, it's just weird, like really, like you don't have to wear it when you're snowboarding or skiing. It's just for the chairlift. Uh, yeah, that was the case last year. We're all experts in pulling it on and pulling it off as needed. <laughs> Mostly. I do often knock my glasses off my face. <laughs> yeah. I'm like bad at wearing earrings now because I'm oh, yeah. like, if I ever try and do it every time I take my mask on and off, I'm like pulling my earrings and I'm like, well, I'd, it hurts to wear earrings now. So I out of my practice. My partner full on lost an earring oh, no. taking her mask off yep. uh, in the Duffins Donuts parking lot at two oh, in the morning. Never going to find like, that rainy day like obviously it's two in the morning it's dark out we're like briefly trying to look for it and she was immediately just like no this is a hopeless cause no. like it is it is gone did she already have her Dufferin's meal or was she going in this was on the way out of Dufferin's okay good. Oh, okay so yeah. at least we could eat in the car <laughs> recoup our experience and and just what did like, you order i i've never eaten there i've always wanted to uh Melissa and I were there and we split one of the sandwiches and an order of fried chicken. So Ooh. like, I think that's like one of the main things I like about being in a relationship is uh, never having to pick only one item of food. Mm-hmm. Like every time we go anywhere, whether it's Duffins or whether it's like some fancy restaurant, it's like, all right, what are your top two favorite things? Let's discuss it together. Make sure that we can like get the most of our like dining out experience as possible. Oh, that's very sweet. That's beautiful. Yeah, I would. I would personally hate it, um, <laughs> but it is very sweet. I love it. Do you get a donut when you're there? Are you donut people? Uh, we did get a donut. Yeah. Okay. What kind? I, I don't need these details because I can't eat that food an and it looks so fucking good. <laughs> Okay, here we go, here we go. This, I mean, I should also clarify, this is like five months ago. Oh, well, so I still want to know. The nice other day. <laughs> yeah. If you can't remember the, the donut flavor, it's so fine. I thought it happened like a couple of days ago. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a maple glaze. Oh, mm. wonderful choice. I don't know wonderful. if that was the one we got, but like, it felt like telling you a specific donut would really help make That's your day. That's a really good choice. In some reality, that is what you got. Um, yeah. Do you want to know my go-to order that I always get every time yeah. I go to Duffins? Power green smoothie, sour cream glazed donut. So good. It's a nice combination. That's the power combo. green smoothie is something that is like unlike any other smoothie you've ever had because I think they decided they were going to make it just with only things that are green because they're like, that's how you make something green when in reality, like you could put whatever you want Ooh. in there. And it, if there's something green in it, it would still be kind of green, but it's like kale I think maybe like celery. There yeah. might be like pineapple juice. Mm. But in my mind, it's mostly green grapes. And I love that they're like specify <laughs> that it's green grapes. So that's my favorite grape. In case anyone was wondering, I think it's the <laughs> Duffins Power Green Smoothie. And it's also like people, you know, you're usually going there at like 2 a.m. after a show and people, you know, are usually drunk and they're going to get like something nice and greasy and like a donut. And I'm like blowing everyone's mind being like, you got to see how green this juice is. It's wild. And it also it like sounds so good. 
does not stay a smoothie for long. It turns into just like the bottom two thirds is liquid. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my trick, baby. And then just like floating at the top is just all the fiber in the world. Yeah. Just, just like from, kale from all the spinach and kale <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, wheatgrass. Grape, <laughs> grape uh, skins. Um, also, they do have mushroom gravy on their poutine there, but they don't make it with cheese curds. So it's wild. It's just like the shredded cheese from like a pizza topping. It's real wacky. Should we do acceptable sauces next? Sure. Acceptable sauces, acceptable sauces. I'm going to show everyone who the boss is. What can stay, what gets tossed. What's an acceptable sauce? Acceptable sauce. So this is something that is not necessarily like a true normal sauce, but it's sort of like your uh, something that would be the bare minimum that you'd put on top of another thing to classify it as a meal or a snack or a treat or something like this. Mm -hmm. The example we always throw out there that's like the wackiest one is former guest Jane Stanton used to put water on popcorn just to jazz it up a little bit. So I have questions about that. Everyone does. <laughs> talk to well, Jane. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just talk to Jane. But like, what is the quick, wh- why? What, what does she feel improves? I think probably she was probably trying to avoid melted butter, but it's still giving it that same sort of texture. She would sprinkle it on, like yeah. she'd wet her hands and sprinkle it on. Yeah. Okay. Like you're missing so a plant. So it would have that texture on the crunchy parts. It'd be like a few wet parts. Yeah. So she's okay. probably trying to like trick her brain that it was like butter, buttery, but it was actually just disintegrating from water. Mm-hmm. God bless. So Jane. that's a bare minimum. No one else has ever met. <laughs> yeah. What's your acceptable sauce? So looking down this list, like first of all, looking down the list of. Uh, different categories and like seeing them all in one place. All our like, segments. Coming, yeah, all those segments like coming to the realization that like a solid half of them are about food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not hiding that. It's all yeah. food and animals. <laughs> oh, food and animals. But like the food ones I was immediately drawn to and I was like, that is perfect for a show called Retail Nightmares because every time I had a retail job, the only part of my day I was looking forward to was my lunch break. Always. Just fighting through to that. But acceptable sauces, when I think about like just like that little thing just to dress something up, uh, I will pull a frozen pizza out of the freezer Mm -hmm. and I will put red pepper chili flakes on it before I bake it. And to me, that's like, congratulations, Colin, you're a chef. Yeah. yeah. Like, look at what you've done. Oh, Guy Fieri over here. It is not not some afterthought that you're throwing... No, no, no. You planned this out, Colin. Yeah. You pulled them out in advance. They're melding with the cheese. So it's I not that just... That makes a big difference. It's not just like pepper flakes. They're now toasted. <laughs> oh, they're they're toasted. They're sautéed. Uh, they're... <laughs> they're marinated. They're it's... briefly even broiled sometimes. Like wow. so much happens oh, to these red pepper so flakes. Wow. That's good to know. 
Love it. That's a great and not used acceptable sauce that we've had. And there we yeah. go. Wonderful. I, I will do that at the same time as I will like, while it's still frozen, try to like redistribute the ingredients a little bit, oh, you know? Yeah. You got to. They slide. You Just like, oh man. Even. You know, uh, Dr. Ritker, bless you, but like, you did not get full coverage I was uh, with your little pepperonis. As a Dr. Oatker pizza. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you what your go to brand was because I was like, Jessica, there's a whole world of pizza, you know, frozen pizza brands out there. Don't just assume that it's Dr. Oatker, but I'm well, glad that it was. I was with uh, my delightful parents uh, a few weeks ago and mentioned that we just like had a frozen pizza for dinner and. My parents are very fancy, especially when it comes to food. Like they love like going out to like driving across the city to pick things up and all this. And they were like, oh, what kind of frozen pizza did you get? Because we saw that uh, the pizzeria Nuclei Antica is like offering (laughs) take home frozen pizzas. And I was just like, "Uh, no, it wasn't that. (laughs) It was uh, Dr. Kerr. And they're He's like, a doctor, oh, though. I was like, oh, do you, is that your favorite brand? I'm like, it's the one that was on sale. Yeah, it's uh, the one that's at <laughs> Shoppers Drug Mart on sale, like two for whatever, quite often. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that, I don't know if you've had those targeted ads for the pizza place that does the quick, like they're flash cooked. You can get sort of like a membership meal. And I thought about getting it as a gift for somebody. They look really good. They're 10 inch pizzas, but they're like real dough, real pizzas like very straightforward ingredients um and they look really good when they're cooked they're thin crust the dough does rise and i was like yeah it's so weird and you kind of have to buy like four what if they don't like them and then they had them at choices and they're just so simply wrapped and they just stand out in a sea of frozen pizzas for anyone that can Mm. have gluten and i think they have a a dairy-free option as well and i wish i could try them but I did find a really good gluten-free vegan pizza that's like shamefully good. And it's called Ogie's, O-G-G-I, for anyone who's listening. Huh. It's the crust is delicious. Oh, nice. Okay, I did get a targeted ad for like a frozen pizza that you have to get in like a stack. Yeah. General assembly pizza. Oh, no, but okay, it's something mine, like that. No, the one that I, I'm... Just from how you were talking about it, I knew it wasn't this one because the one that I got, I actually took a bunch of screenshots of it because it looks so bad. They're using a woman in like a halter top, like a very like <laughs> model-y looking woman who gets her box and she sets her timer and she like, she also cooks it on a thing that I've never seen anyone cook a pizza on. I don't know if you're supposed to do this, but like the thing that your stove comes with. You know that like weird. It's one hundred percent General Assembly pizza. Okay, because when she took it yeah. out, when she I, takes the pizza out of the oven and takes a bite of it, it is the droopiest. I know. Wettest. That's so bad. It's, I mean, it's probably just she doesn't know how to make pizza because she looks like she's never had a carb in her life. But like, I know she's very like uh, clicky. <laughs> it was yeah. I was just like, who is this for? Because it looked like it was like a yoga company. <laughs> video yeah i you are right i always think of it as gap pizza gap pizza or ga pizza <laughs> and it is general assembly pizza and they they look really good in the store but they could be shit if you're looking to take it up a level i do find that the banana republic pizza is just a little <laughs> bit nicer <laughs> yeah it's made with merino wool yeah <laughs> their return policy is great too like it doesn't matter if you've if, eaten I've, it. if i've had a few drinks i'm fine with old navy pizza it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah it does the trick the seams aren't as nice yeah <laughs> i haven't had a frozen pizza in a really long time because i just don't 
really have room in my freezer, I guess. If I bought one, I'd probably have to make it immediately. Yeah. Oh, man. My absolute dream is room for, like, a, a second freezer, like a deep oh. freeze. Oh, Like all boy. our grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, something in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, my dream of having stairs that go somewhere. That's, like, my dream of having an electrical outlet in my bathroom. Oh, my gosh. That would be <laughs> wonderful. I was thinking just that thing because I want one of those water pick flossers. Oh, yeah. And you can get ones that are small and you don't need plug-in for it, but... I'd just like to be able to, like, use a blow dryer in my bathroom. But, and then you see those ads for those, like, little tiny fridges where you're supposed to keep your, um, like... uh, Serums? Yeah, your face products and stuff because... I'm never going to remember to go to the kitchen and take something out of the fridge at night and put it on my face. I'm never going to do it. So I'm just going to age normally instead of slowing down the aging process. And I'm fine with that. This is not for the benefit of keeping like any face products fresh, but I do keep stuff. I I keep one bathroom thing in the fridge and that is my deodorant. Oh, Oh, does it just feel so good putting it on? Oh, it feels so good. I started doing it during the big heat wave uh, last summer and I just didn't stop. I'm just like, oh wow! it doesn't matter like how, like even if it's a cold morning, it's just still like, ah, this is like in place of a coffee almost just like wake you up a little bit. Well, and also like if you've had like a hot shower too, it's like a nice change. Bring you back down to earth. Yeah, like a little contrast. Even you out, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's nice. So yeah, good. I put a lot of stuff in the fridge during that heat dome. And uh, yeah, it's great. All sorts of like lotions and balms, sprays. Just cool it right down. Oh, the heat dome. Yeah, I'm already what a like, time to try and stay alive. <laughs> trying to plan for the next one. Anyway, this is a comedy podcast. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Alicia, what's your acceptable sauce? Well, Hank has Hank wanted to do it this week. Oh, okay. Hey, Hank. He has has two acceptable sauces. Now, Hank is a poodle. Um, Hank is from a breed of dogs that are known to be very picky eaters that did not skip a generation. You know, he's past five now. He's getting closer to six, and still have to put a little bit of olive oil on his food, regardless of what it is. I buy those Costco organic olive oils, the two liters. I swear, at least 75% of it gets used for making <laughs> e- eggs for him when he doesn't he hasn't eaten enough. <laughs> and or uh, to, to toss his kibble in or his freeze-dried, raw, dehydrated uh, nuggets. I'm always worried that he's not going to eat enough. And I'm trying to break the habit starting today. That he's not getting olive oil on everything. But when he doesn't get olive oil, his other favorite acceptable sauce is sardine dust. Oh. <laughs> he loves sardines. And at the bottom of the bag, there's always like a little bit of shiny sardine dust. That and a little olive oil. Now we're cooking with butter. That's a paste, baby. Also, he would love he would love butter. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Butter blows his mind. Oh, man. I've, I've got a, a dog in my life that needs a little extra something all the time in order <laughs> to eat. I say dog in my life, too, because it's not like technically our dog. Yeah. It's my partner's parents' dog. But your friends. Your, your dog brother. We're tight friends. And, and this dog is like our timeshare dog, kind of, because we dog uh-huh. comes over like every four to six weeks, maybe hangs out for a week. But uh, yeah, incredibly picky eater. And not only picky in that, like, okay, here's the 
special kibble that you need to have because of your doggy digestive issues and get you all the nutrients you need. And so it's like, okay, maybe your medical kibble isn't the tastiest thing. Fine, I will accept that. But this dog, Max, Max is the dog's name. Max also will not accept the same extra bonus thing, like more than a couple meals in a row. Oh. Just like, oh, we like, you know, opened up a little tin of salmon and put a little salmon on. And then you like try to put it on the breakfast the next morning. And he's like, uh, I had this yesterday. What yeah. are you doing? What a diva. I love it. He loves sardine dust too, though. That's a, yeah. that's, that one's pretty reliable. I accidentally bought the larger capelin fish for Hank. And they're so fragrant when he chews them that like I have dry heaved. And I'm not like there. I wouldn't say that I'm like that sensitive to certain things, like to a, the smell of fish or anything. But that particular combination of the warm dog saliva and this weird dried fish in the Barf. house is too much. <laughs> you're like you're describing it in a way that I'm like I get. Yeah, it. and like we've gone through two bags of sardines, and we still have this bag of capelins because they're so gross. Um, this dog is so funny to me, and I've been seeing, and I tried it. In desperation, I tried it because I uh, was out of Hank's special GI dog food and giving him this fancy dog food he used to love. He still wanted olive oil on it. But once he put olive oil in it, he loved it. And he wasn't eating for a couple of days. And I was giving him like roast chicken and turkey breast from the store and pieces of Swiss cheese, which that was a mistake. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> but yeah, I actually had to knock on my neighbor's door and give it to her because I was eating it. And I was like, you can't eat this much cheese. Um but I see these videos on TikTok that are shared on Instagram of people pretending they're making the dog's food fancy. Have you seen these? And they'll open the oven and put the food in, but they're not doing anything. And then they stir it with a fork. And then the dog is like, now I'll eat it. And it's so cute. <laughs> Whoa. So I thought I'd do that with Hank, but he's like, no, like, of course not. I'm not going to be that easy. But my last dog, Troy, was so easygoing. I can remember like doing that and him then eating his food, like just stirring it or pretending I was eating it. And then he'd be like, okay, I'll eat it. Wow. Hank's like, oh, you go ahead if you want that. That's fine. <laughs> wow. So ex- Hank wanted to just submit those as acceptable sauces. He said, okay. don't take them away. Wow, wow, wow. How about you, Jessica? Um, yeah, I did something stupid. I think is the last episode we were discussing buying fresh herb plants from the right, grocery yeah. store and how they never last. And like three days after we recorded that, I bought a basil plant from the grocery store because it smelled so fucking good in the store. So Even through good. my mask, I was like, <gasps> like I was like a cartoon character who like got lifted up off my feet and was floating along the scent of the basil. And it looked so fresh and delicious. Ooh, uh. So I bought it and I even like took it out of the packaging and repotted it into a pot and I've been watering it and trying to give it enough light. And I'm like, this basil is not going to fucking last, but basil is my acceptable sauce. Mm, it's so good. Just on its own is delicious. It's great. But we had uh, for Jay's birthday, we had pizza and he got a margarita and they really skimped on the basil on top. So I, when we were reheating it on the pizza stone mm-hmm. on the day two and three, because we got a lot of pizza, I was like, ripping off basil and coating the entire slice with green yes. and then doing it on mine, which was a, a potato gorgonzola, which doesn't come with basil, but I'm like, well, but what if it was coated with basil? And was it good? Yeah, of course. It's basil. It's delicious. That's wonderful. Oh, I'm so we're, we're getting closer and closer to, to spring, meaning uh, on our little balcony here, we're almost ready to bring back the herb garden 
And boy, oh boy, those basil plants just, I mean, that that was one benefit of the heat dome is the basil loved it. Oh, <laughs> that's worth it then. Yeah, yeah that was it. the single benefit. Yeah, the succulents on my friend's balcony that I was uh, cat sitting at, I was like, wow, you're, you're thriving. They were just like blooming, like huge heads of flowers. And I was like, well, at least one of us enjoys this. Um, yeah, I don't think it's possible to keep basil alive in my home, no matter what I do. I've got it on top of the fridge because it's like the brightest, hottest spot. And it's still like, no. Yeah. I also yeah. wonder if part of it is that because they're being plucked, it affects their ability to like thrive. I only plucked like the oldest leaves. I don't know. Pluck... I meant I'm not I'm not um, not you in particular. You, of course, are doing your best. I'm a plucker. But the thing in the store itself, I think. Yeah, because we bought one of those once for something and it just like went right yeah, away. Like it, it didn't never... matter what we did. There's always some freak that does a great job with them. And then they, they become the standard. We all I know they're like the basil influencers. And they make the blog post that I read. So I'm like, I can do it. I can't. All I yeah. have to do is repot yeah. it and water it. And yeah, but it's, it's like you ever, you ever scrolling through Instagram and you see a really healthy basil plant and it just tears your mind down for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, I had to delete social media. I was seeing too many healthy herbs. <laughs> I can't. Exactly I mean, I tried. I've tried growing them from like little seedlings from seed. Like I've tried it all. And I, cause I fucking love herbs and I grew up with my mom having a herb garden. And she mm. had that lover herb, 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 garden. herb, but you know, she'd like give me the garden shears and be like, go pick some thyme," or, you know, it was like, we had it all. We had it all baby. And now I'm just like, please one little tiny. Would you be allowed though? Would like the front of your building get so much light. Would you have a garden out there? I don't think I would be allowed. Okay. Well, I think that garden in my backyard is not going to be used this year. So. But the thing is, like, if it's not. Right there. Yeah. Did you want to, did you want to bike two kilometers to get your basil? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's. And past Sally's garden. (laughs) Yeah. You know how sometimes you're reheating leftovers and you want a little bit of basil. So you bike two kilometers. (laughs) So you, yeah. You put air on your tires. I'm full of bad ideas. No, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the suggestions. I just, uh, no, it's. It's just like one of those things that I, and then I listened to the podcast after I had bought the plant and I was like, I say on the podcast that I know I can't keep these alive. And then I still bought it. Like what's wrong with me? But what we're saying is that they never stay alive. Yeah, I know. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. I was walking past, it was just like some apartment, like on the downtown side of False Creek, um, like going around along the seawall. And then Melissa like look and we see like in front of this apartment, there's like these two boxes with these like giant bushes. And we're like, hold on, is that? And amidst just like all brick everywhere, just like sidewalk, they just had these two planters outside of an apartment building with the most robust giant rosemary plants Mm. I'd ever seen. And the idea that just like, oh yeah, like, hey, 12 floors of this apartment building could just like trim off a little rosemary yeah. on their way inside every day. Oh, like that should be part of every apartment building. Like that should every be every neighborhood. Yeah. Like that should be part of like the zoning requirements, like this many parking spots and at least like two herbs. Yeah. Per yeah. Building. Or places to grow food. You know, yeah. like a lot of the, the gardens in the city are just placeholders for condos. So I'm not their sure. Like, I mean, benefits. A, there will always yeah. be spaces being torn down, but there's a lot of places that are just temporary gardens, 
which it would be nice if they were permanent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of permanent. You're getting a perm. Oh, man. That would look good. Yeah. Yours like more curls. More Tinier curls. curls. Tighter. <laughs> um, speaking of permanent, I was going to say my permanent love is potatoes. And I think oh. we're going to do a little round of potato business. A mini potato? Mm-hmm. Un petit patate. Okay, but we still have to do bullion business. I'm not letting... Oh, fuck. I'm not letting this go. <laughs> I thought it was I, potato business that we were going to do. Uh, yeah, You're I right. would have no, happily gone into potato business, but I, no, I have no, no, specific no. We've got time for thoughts. one more segment okay. than Popo. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to silence potato business, but no, I do have a prop business. I've been holding in my hot little hand Perfect. this whole podcast. Bullion business. Can we remind me what bullion business is again? Okay, bullion business. We've only done it like twice or three times, I think. Yeah, but the song is so good. Yeah. I oh, that's made, fantastic. Yeah. I made Jay uh, make it sound like ZZ Top. Um, it's where we talk about all things, both soup base and also and precious metals. Yeah, right. Okay. Thanks for the reminder. All right. As our guest, Colin, do you have any bullion business you'd like to bring to the table? Yeah, I'm coming from both angles here. Um, One of them is barely even an observation, but just like a few blocks down from me on Broadway, there's a new store that is a bullion exchange. Like just the idea that someone like in the last six months was like, aha, finally, I can start my bullion exchange. Yeah. Mm. It just seems like such a bizarre business to to get into all of all of them seem like they should have been like oh yeah this has been here for 20 years and it's fine but now it's like a new one it's uh, right at granville and broadway weird okay they're just trying to get in there before the new sky train station is built they want to be at a hub of activity <laughs> there is already a currency exchange at granville and broadway is this a, a new one it is at the there used to be i might have been off on my six month thing it might have been in the last you know 18 months or something like that. No, like sure, this one's been yeah. there for a really long, it's called like Vancouver Currency Exchange and it's above like Sushi Van. Okay, it might have moved a little bit or something okay. like that. It might have just moved like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they've been trading so much bullion that they're like, look, they we need, need that corner location. suite yeah. at yeah. one of the most recognizable <laughs> intersections in the city of Vancouver. And hey, like how often have you been like, there's a SkyTrain station going in right there and you mm. know, how many times are you on the sky train and you're like, oh, these gold coins are weighing yeah. me down. Let me just uh, unload them at the bullion exchange. I need mm-hmm. to turn in my euros. <laughs> I need to turn in my uterus. I, I think the last <laughs> time I went to that, because I have actually gone to that place and it's weird. It feels like money jail. <laughs> like it's yes. everything because they have they have to have, I guess, so much money on hand. It's like more than a bank because they have to have like all different currencies. It's basically just a bunch of duplicates, like by definition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I think when I went to Japan, I had to go there to like get some Japanese cash. Uh, and that was already like four years ago, five years ago. So well, we have some we have some investigating to do in the neighborhood. Yeah. I've You've given still me bullion business. something to look yeah. for. Yeah. Okay. But do you have, do you have soup? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Business. I know they're spelled differently, but we accept both. 
But they sound the the same, and this is an audio medium, so we're Mm -hmm. all set. Mm -hmm. I, uh, over the last couple of years, I've started making my own stock. Oh, Oh. hence the whole chicken. Hence the whole chicken. That's why why I got the biggest one. Yeah, yeah, I got the biggest one. It'll be great for stock. We got an Instant Pot a few years ago, and we're like, let's make use of this. So now, make a whole big batch of chicken stock, and then, and here's where it becomes somewhat Boolean, like, reduce it down as much as we can. wow, yeah. And then... Pour that bad boy into a bunch of uh, ice cube trays in the freezer. Freeze it, pop them out. Now I got a Ziploc bag of concentrated stock cubes, homemade in the freezer for any time I need it. This Which is, you probably need it all the time. This, this is, is like the opposite of my like. Hey, I'm just throwing red pepper flakes on a pizza. This yeah. is your thinking way ahead. This is my hey. Uh, what can I, current Colin, do to make future <laughs> Colin's life easier? And more enjoyable. That's kind of you to you. (laughs) One of my greatest regrets is not buying a larger Instant Pot to make broth. That's not (laughs) too bad, though, if that's one of your biggest regrets. Yeah. I mean, there's that and the abortion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't regret it. Um, I'm just, I admire that so much. Like, my freezer is just filled with frozen vegetables, which are good, actually. Yeah. Because I'm not composting vegetables. And anymore. a heat wave is good too. It's gonna be great. Just a little neck massager. Oh, yeah. Old frozen eggplant. I don't know. Frozen peas. It's a classic. Yeah, uh, you know. yeah. I don't know why I was thinking whole vegetables. Um, <laughs> well, it seems like you're like up on all kinds of bullion. So like, I'm thanks impressed. for thanks this for was, this new this business. This was the this was the the category for me. This was the segment for me. Yeah, this. it was made for you. <laughs> really was. Thank We've you just for been sharing. waiting for you to really shine. Um, I have bullion business. This is Go the for it. the prop that I went and got before we started recording that I've been fidgeting with in my hands the whole time. I'm sorry if it's been making noise, but I haven't even tried this. But Jay was gifted by former guest S.A. Otawo a new kind of bullion. And Whoa. I'm just going to hold it up to you. It's crayfish. <laughs> oh, wow. Or crawfish, depending on where y'all from. Maybe big puppy where might say crawfish. Um, I don't know where it's from. Um, packaging is so great. Essay's mom gave her like a whole box of it, like as you would display in the store. So she has like 40 of these little cubes. And uh, I haven't tried it, but Jay has had one already, and he says it was delicious. I just what love did he the what did he use it in, or did he just raw dog he, it? Yeah, he's just licking yeah. it. Yeah, like a, a salt lick. Um, he made a like a spicy soup, like a noodle soup. Oh, oh that sounds yeah. great. Um, it says I love on it the package source of iodine. So you know, got you covered there. But yeah, it's like a um, almost looks like a hologram. I don't know if it's really showing up, but you got a yeah, little... That's little, how you know it's real. A yeah. little crayfish, <laughs> little prawny guy. And then there's like, yeah, it almost looks like it's, you know, that thing that's on a check or a on a bill to be like, this is... This is real. Grade A, very <laughs> small, compressed, uh, I guess, fish powder. So when you were talking about sardine flakes, I was like, this is practically <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't say where it's made on it. I'm oh. just looking it up. Nigeria. It's from Nigeria. It's She kept referring well, yeah. to it as like for Nigerian soups and stews. So that makes that sense. checks out. That was a really big thing in the 80s and 90s to have a hologram on your packaging. 
futuristic as hell. And holo- yeah, hologram Ugh. stickers were really big. That brought back some good memories. That sounds delicious. Um, I don't have really any bullion business. That's okay. I always do like to tell the story of my friend's cousin who would get bricks of gold as Christmas presents. And right. it was really would freak me out. Um, and I've recently had a couple of great uh, bowls of pho from my favorite place. And um, their Forget bouillon is delicious. Um, which brings nice. us to uh, Papu of the Week. Papu of the Week. Papu of the Week. Papo of the week. Papo of the week. Papo. So we usually like to start with our guest, Colin. Who is your Papo of the week? This doesn't just have to be a dog. It could be a person. But let me stop you right there because it is sure as hell going to be a dog. Okay, I I support (laughs) Uh, it. (laughs) Yes. So uh, I previously mentioned uh, Max, uh, the the timeshare dog. Mm -hmm. And we got an update. Uh, from uh, Melissa, I guess a pup date, technically speaking. Totally, um, thank you. Nailed uh, sorry for my uh, mistakes. Um, <laughs> uh, we got an update, a uh, pup date from uh, Melissa's stepdad just last week where he sent us this video and sweet Max, sweet adorable Max had gotten himself stuck under the bed. And so as stepdad Doug, as Doug tells it, he like woke up and he just heard like a light whimper and like the sound of, of little doggy, little doggy paws on the hardwood. He's like, where could this, and he's like looking around and then finally figures it out. Cause this is a dog that loves to take a nap with its head under the bed. Just, you know, it's safe. It's yeah. safe. I get it. Oh my God, what a weirdo. But, you know, uh, Max, like, lies on his side, and he's, like, he's so flat when he <laughs> lies on his side. And so the theory is that he worked himself under there ah. on his side, but then tried to, like, go right side up, oh. and then was just, like, stuck. Wedged. Just wedged under there. Oh, no. And what kind of dog is he again? Uh, this is uh, a uh, mostly yellow lab. Okay. <laughs> good. Like, good, good. Likely with a good dash of uh, Pyrenees and Husky in there okay, as well. So that little, this is the dog that is boy. picky is delightful because labs generally aren't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Max was like the weirdo little runt of his of his litter and everything. Uh, like Max is a, a rescue dog that came down from the Yukon. I want to okay. say, and like. You know, came down with everybody else in the litter, and he was just like the weirdo little moody dude. And yeah, moody guy doesn't really like people that much, but loves getting his head under a bed. Uh, and it was this it. whole like dog had to like lift the bed up like several times before he was like ready to get out of there. And one of the most delightful parts was this like video that he shot of Max under the bed because he wanted to get evidence of it before, you know, actually solving the problem. And what I will say, Max is a very picky dog, but he's also the most chill dog in the world. Uh, just like so happy to just sit around. And I guess after the first couple of whimpers and efforts to get out of there on his own, he was just like, well... I guess this is where I hang out now. <laughs> I live here and now. like, he didn't even look worried or anything. He's just like, well, if I'm going to be stuck anywhere, I'm glad I'm lying down. Like, <laughs> What a mensch. I love this dog. I got to see a, a pic. Yeah, we were going to need a pic. 
you to send us a picture or yeah. I, I might even be able to send the, the video update of him under the bed. I will, I'll, see, I'll see if I can us. get that. Very meaningful. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. That's amazing. I want to be in on this timeshare now. <laughs> this time yeah. Share. Oh, yeah. A dog that's chill that you get to hang out with is so much better than the other situation. <laughs> um, do you I'm want me to go next, Jessica? Sure, yeah. Who's your puppo? Well, I was just gesturing wildly in his direction. <laughs> it's Hank Tobin, um, who's currently pulling a lot of shit on his walks and not walking in a straight line and not going in the direction that I want to go in and pulling me everywhere. And um, this morning we saw a cat and there's a cat near where I live. I've only seen the cat once or twice and it once chased us. And I don't know if it was the same cat, looked very similar. And when I saw them this morning, they seemed really confident that we were going to change direction and they were right. And so I picked <laughs> up Hank and Hank does this cute thing where he, he acts tough when I'm holding him <laughs> and I really love it. And then we turned the corner and then there was a raccoon there. And so I had to then walk another few blocks with him in my arms. And I just love that our combination of uh, I'm taking care of him, but he's still acting tough. Like he'll always like look over my shoulder and, and then just kind of sigh, like growl a little bit. But <laughs> he, he's also like, yeah, we're we got to get out of here. Yeah, and, uh, he's your bodyguard who you have to carry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bought him a new toy the other day, uh, and when I was buying him a new toy, I bought myself a new favorite treat, and it's the Reese's. It's the Eggies, but it's the Reese's flavor. Oh. Uh, so they're also my puppo of the week. Uh, Easter eggs. <laughs> Tis the season. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Be moderate. And I saw a future ghost of future self at London Drugs Easter Wall when a woman struck up a conversation with me about the price of Easter candy. And she was eyeing something. And I was like, oh, do you ever eat the party's eggs? She's like, yes, but I've already been there twice this week. And I was like, this is who I'm going to be in like 30 years. You're like, hello, my name is Alicia Tobin. <laughs> yeah. And like she's talking about like where the good prices are. And one of her favorite things is chocolate covered marshmallow. And I was like, yep, this is just me. This is me in the future. Yeah, it's a woman who knows what she wants. Yeah, and she wants Easter candy. Power to her. Knows what she wants and continually seeks it out. Yeah. <laughs> Unrelentingly. Yeah. yeah. There's no point in being withholding if you know what you want. Yeah, um, yeah I got I got some puppos. It's been a week. Um, I, over the weekend, was feeding my two god cats, Oprah and Otto. Mm -hmm. uh, I've talked about them on the podcast many a time. They were the cats that Jay and I looked after during the aforementioned heat dome. So I feel like uh, they owe their lives to me to a certain extent uh, because they 100% do. Um, but I'm not holding that over them. But it was lovely to see them in a like non life and death uh, type scenario. It was like much more moderate temperature out. And I wasn't staying there looking after them. I just sort of stopped in and hung out and fed them. And uh, I had a toy that uh, my mother, Lorna, had bought for her cat and the cat didn't want it. And then she was asking if I had any friends with cats who might want it. And I thought of Oprah and Otto. And it's one of those, um, it's called like a wave. You've probably seen them around. They're like clear green plastic and white plastic. And it's like a little track that like sort of goes up and down. It's almost like a Hot Wheels track, but it's... Um, it's not a loop, but there is like a ball enclosed in it. So the cats oh, yeah. are yeah, just I've battering. Seen those. Great. So I, I brought that over and I set it up, which was fun. Cause it was like a little puzzle. Um, and they immediately were so into it and both playing with it, which was 
Very cute. For people who don't know, Otto is a little tabby and Oprah is like all black and they're brother and sister. They're very cute. And then Oprah got up on the table and she often will do like a little blep tongue that she doesn't realize is out, but it will stay out for a very long time. So Jay and I (laughs) were able to do like a full photo shoot with like lighting from multiple angles with her just looking in all directions with a tiny little pink tongue out. And she looks so cute and funny. Well, then those are the photos you're going to need to send me. It'll be a little bit of a trade. Oh, (laughs) she's she's a very uh, dramatic girl and I love her so much. And then the second day when I went over there, there you go. The second day when I went over there, um, they had somehow. Oh my gosh, you should get those printed out. <laughs> yeah, she's very photogenic. <laughs> the second day when I went over there, they had managed to destroy so much of like uh, the beautiful home that their owner, Sarah and Donald, had left. Uh, like Sarah built this two story condo for them. She's a um, an art teacher and is an artist herself. So she like is creative with cardboard and stuff. And so it was like this little two story condo. And I guess maybe one of the cats jumped on it weird. So it was just like a mess and all the like tablecloth was askew. And I just like to think of it as like, that's how the cats prefer the apartment to look. So they're redecorated and yeah, they're just a uh, good little weirdos. They're like very funny. They're very good natured. Like they're not really like cats. They're kind of like uh, dogs, I guess, which is why I love them. So and Otto has a little um, pedestal that he sits on. They're such beautiful cats. It's like too much for my brain. Yeah, it's like a like a Roman column that looks like he's a statue and he's perfect. So they're my puppos. This made me realize that I could just hold my phone up to the camera too. And, and this is Max. Oh. oh, wow. Is he covered in dirt? Oh, yeah, that's him as a little muddy buddy. Um <laughs> Sorry, it went to, it died a little there. Oh, it's beautiful. Boom. <laughs> so I'm imagining he's a bit bigger than the average lab because of the Pyrenees, or is he kind of lab size? Well, he was also the runt of the litter, right? So he's not like, he's, he's, he's just, pretty average sized as far as they go. Okay. Well, this brings us to the end of the podcast, Colin. It's been so wonderful having you on the podcast. It's been so long since I've seen you in person. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is so nice. Yeah, please come back and... Um, if people want to go to your comedy show, if they want to follow you on social, what do they do? Uh, yeah. So if you want to, you know, always head up to good old, good old Twitter, good old Instagram. I'm, uh, at Colin underscore sharp, uh, one Alan Colin, no E on sharp. And then, uh, in terms of seeing me do my thing live, uh, me and my very good friend, Ryan Williams run a show every Tuesday in, uh, the Kitsilano neighborhood of Vancouver called full pint comedy. Uh, and so that's every Tuesday, nine o'clock and we're like fullpintcomedy.com at fullpintcomedy on, you know, your Instagram and, uh, your Facebook and stuff. So you can always see what's coming up for the show. That's great. Cool. What venue is it at in kits? Uh, it is called Castaway Bar and Kitchen, 4th and Blenheim. 4th and Blenheim. It used to be, it's at the location where many years ago it's been, it's been different, you know, bars and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's been it, a bunch of different places. Yeah, yeah, It was, it was this place once upon yes. a time. <laughs> it was uh, Nevermind once Never upon mind. a time. Yeah. It was oh, a yeah. fog and suds back in the day. <laughs> wow. Uh, it goes back. <laughs> Iconic. I love a deep kits jaunt. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're a night owl, that's the perfect time for a show to start. Yeah. 
Well, no, that's not true. Like, if you're a night owl, a show could start at any time. But for me, like, 9 o'clock, I'm like, whoa, no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's Betty bedtime. <laughs> that's getting wild. Um, I think I went to bed after you got up this morning. I'm pretty yes, sure, Alicia. because a mutual friend of ours yeah. had just finished talking to you, and I was just getting up. Yeah. She's like, she said we were chips passing in the night. Mm, chips. Chips. Um, Chaps. Jessica. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have fucking chips for dinner. I just realized. Very excited. What I'm do you want to plug? I would like to plug corn and corn chips. Uh, check it out. It's really cool. Maze, corn mazes. Just like check out that. that. Well, you do pray to the, the altar of the corn lord. Yeah. Pray to the corn lord. You know, um, wish for a good harvest. It's a versatile crop. It really is. Yeah. You can do so much. Yeah. Um, if you have, uh, extra money that you just have lying around that you're like, what should I do with this money? Who should I support? You can head on over to patreon.com slash retail nightmares and get all sorts of fun, free stuff there. Alicia and I recorded a bonus episode recently with her dad, Mike My Tobin, yeah. who is lovely and full of stories. Um, mm-hmm. that can be found on there. If you want to get some merch, you can go to retailnightmares.bigcartel.com and I'll mail you some merch because I have nothing else to do and it's real fun. <laughs> and I'll give you some stickers and draw you a weird picture if you want. Uh, mm. What about you, Alicia? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. You can buy my book. You can name a squirrel in your neighborhood after me. I don't care if they're like the best looking squirrel, the worst looking squirrel. It's that you've named a squirrel after me. That's what counts. And if you have some extra money to give to a squirrel, don't do it. Give it to me. I'll buy the nuts and then gift the money onto the squirrels because I do do that. I do do do. that. I do do. do. I do Mm. do do. And I also give nuts to crows and it's really fun. Hank found a peanut shell that somebody had given to a crow or a squirrel and was so delighted by it because he'd never, anytime he encounters a new object, it's so cute. And he was throwing it up in the air and he's doing his whole paw thing. And of course, I just bought him like a $14 stuffed octopus. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, did you see I this peanut shell? Just put peanut husks around our apartment like it was a bar. Yeah, that's true. But then Graham can't come over, so... Yeah, it's already pretty dangerous when he's here. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great having you, Colin. Jessica, it's always a pleasure to see you for our listeners. Um, We love you. Thanks for listening. We hope you've had um, a good Monday so far, I guess. What would I say? This comes out on Sunday night. You're probably listening to it on Monday. But we love you. And stay safe. Mwah. Mwah. Hooah. 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 Oh, crap. Oh. I'm farting. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.